It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Divas That Care. My name is Candace Gish. If this is your very first time tuning into the Divas That Care, a huge welcome. We are now in our 14th year. We are listened to in over 30 countries around the world, and it's because of all of our amazing guests, our tribe out there, our listeners, our hosts, everybody that's been involved over the years. You know, we're so grateful to each and every one of them that has been a part of this. You know, our journey has been one of so many ups and downs, but it's so amazing that we've continued to do this because we have so many people that we want to continue to talk to. You know, we're always learning and we're always growing and we meet so many amazing, extraordinary individuals out there. So I hope that you're able to even check out some of our past guests because I know that you're going to be inspired by them just like I have. All right. Today's amazing guest is Alex Boss. And I am so excited to have her on the program today. She's an amazing author and we're going to learn more about her. So welcome to the show, Alex. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm so happy that you are patient with me and getting back onto the program here. Yeah, no worries. Technology, so, right? <laughs> it's technology. You know, it's one of those no. things we have to deal with. So Alex, would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners today? Yes, absolutely. I'd be happy to. So my name is Alex Boss, and thank you so much for pronouncing my last name correctly. I only get that every once in a blue moon. So it is B-O-S, but pronounced Boss. And I am the author of the game series. Books one and two are out now. It is a speculative fiction series about um, a young woman who gets sucked into this virtual reality game. And you can kind of think of it as Squid Game meets Black Mirror. So fans of either of those two shows will really love this book. Oh my gosh, I love it. I was so intrigued. I'll be honest with you. Before we had this call, I went and I checked out um your information. I thought, what is yeah. this book about? And I'm like, that part of it, when it it said that, I thought I was so intrigued by it. So, Alex, how did you get into writing? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I was a former English teacher. So I taught high school literature for about five years, both in Memphis, Tennessee, and then in Denver, Colorado. And so I've always loved books. I've always loved to write. Um, And my experiences with my students in both of those places really helped me to think about the role of identity and how successful we're able to be, not only in this country, but really throughout the world. Um, So I started to think of if I were in a virtual world, how would I construct my identity to be the most successful person I could be? And that's sort of where the concept of this virtual reality game came from. So that's crazy. I love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how long ago did you write your first book? Yeah. So the first book in the series came out, I guess, maybe just over a year ago at this point. And then the second one came out in November of, of 2024, 2023, excuse me. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Yes. Did you start writing, you know, during the COVID times? No, I didn't. Um, I, during COVID, I still worked the pretty much for the entire time that we were in COVID. <laughs> so 
um, I didn't really have the bandwidth to, and I was working pretty much seven days a week at that point as well. So mm-hmm. I, I really only within the last few years or so felt like I had enough financial space as well as just marginal free time to, to actually sit down and write a novel. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it is. I think that's awesome. Yeah. The reason why I was asking that is because a lot of our guests recently have said they made these huge transitions mm-hmm. in that time. And they're like, yeah. they were trying to find themselves. And I thought, I wonder if this mm-hmm. is when you've kind of found yourself too. Yeah, I unfortunately did not have that luxury during COVID. I worked a lot at that point. That was actually a very it was a transformative time for me, but not in the same way that like I found a new creative passion. Um, I, I really just worked a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that is understandable. So do yeah. you write then books full time? No. Um, I Right now I work for a pharmaceutical company. So I do have a, a full time job. This is a, this is my lunch break. Hence the hard stop <laughs> at the end of the hour. Um, but yeah, I think honestly... I wish I knew more people who had a full-time job and then also, you know, pursued their creative passions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of how everybody has to start. I think like, unless yes. you were just won the lottery or you're independently wealthy or retired, like this is kind of the phase of life that you're in where you're like, okay, I have a full-time job and that's what pays my bills. And then in addition to that, I'm going to, muster up the gumption to sit down every morning and produce something creative that may or may not be commercially successful. So that's the stage I'm in right now anyway. Well, you know what? Congratulations, because it is hard to be able to do that. And I think a lot of people have that misconception that artists or authors or anybody in that creative field, they can do it full time. And it's, it's Mm -hmm. very rare that we're able to do that on a full time basis. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that was like, once I realized that I was like, oh, then I just need to get started now. Cause I think we have a, a slew of reasons that we put things off, right? Well, mm-hmm. I'll do it this time, this time, this time. And I suddenly realized I was like, oh, there's never going to be a time in my life where I could just completely 100% focus myself on publishing a book. That time's not going to come. So I need to stop waiting for it. I love that. And thank you so much for sharing that. I think that's what our listeners really need to hear because a lot of people are scared to start because Mm -hmm. they don't know how to necessarily, you know, balance your time. And that's kind of a question I have, you said you're working full time, how are you able to kind of put this, these time um, commitments (laughs) into your schedule for writing? Yeah, I think I'm definitely David Gogginsing a little bit. So for those who don't know that reference, he gets up every morning and does his like cold shower and and runs 10 miles. And so for me, instead of running 10 miles, I get up at (laughs) 6am and I write for an hour and a half pretty much every morning before work starts. Well, you are definitely an inspiration to me doing that because oh, thank you. I I have a challenge. Like I definitely put 15 minute increments into my day and that doesn't mm-hmm. always help me when I'm I'm trying to do my creative pursuits, but mm. when Ava, I love that you're able to do that every day you get up and that's a schedule. And I think that yeah. a lot of us would would learn a lot from that and be able to accomplish a lot more if we were more diligent in that aspect. Yeah. And I think, again, the realization that I came to was I used to try to write after work, right? I would hit five o'clock and I'd be like, okay, well, now I have to do the the things that serve and fill my cup and that I'm passionate about. And I just never had the energy at the end of the workday. And I realized that I needed to 
show up for myself first thing in the day and do my most creative task that nobody was going to hold me accountable for. Because at the end of the day, nobody's coming and knocking on my door and saying, hey, did you did you write this week? Nobody cares except for oh, me. True. Right. Isn't, isn't that the truth? <laughs> nobody really yeah. cares. It's like yeah. you're doing this for yourself and you're hoping that people are going to be love what yes. you're creating. So I yes. just kind of want to dive back a little bit, Alex, if you don't mind. Sure, Tell us sure. a little bit about your very first book and then let's talk about the second part of it. Yeah, for sure. So the very first book uh, published last year is just very simply called The Game. Um, and it focuses on a narrator who's really at a low point in her life. She's feeling pretty lost. Um, and as a result of feeling lost, she is sucked into this vortex, this virtual world of the game where players are paid to work a shift wearing a digital headset, right? So imagine a like a, a motorcycle helmet. Right. So they put this contraption on, it locks into place and they play for four hours um, and they're paid according to how successful they are completing a mission for that day. So that's the premise. And I like that because I actually watched a movie and and so I understood exactly what you just said because my yes. kids and I are and my my kids are gamers. So I have a oh, bit awesome. of an understanding what that's all about. And I think that's a great description for our listeners today. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I am not a gamer. So I'm always like very curious with people who actually play video games, although I don't think that this type of a game exists yet, right? Like, so the sophistication and the technical advances just have not come into play yet. Yeah. Um, but I am curious when somebody who does consider themselves or label themselves as a gamer when they read it, I'm like, oh, what did you think? Um, no negative feedback so far, but you have to let me know if, if your kids have any any feedback or any suggestions. I will definitely do that. And I want to ask you, what yeah. is the age group for uh, your books? I would say my target demographic would be females in their 20s, mm -hmm. um, 20s, 30s, maybe 40s um, would be my target demographic. I've had people outside that demographic um, read it. And I've had some people who are like, yeah, I really loved it. And some people who are like, yeah, I can tell I'm not your target audience. Um, but still engaging, right? So if you if you like tech, if yep. you like Black Mirror, right, yep. then I would see it as like a really nice avenue. Um, if you can commiserate with a, a female protagonist, right? It's, yes, it's a nice book for for someone like that. Well, and honestly, I think that's the genre or the ideal of a book that a lot of people are starting to read a lot more these days. Mm -hmm. it, it's the thing that intrigues us. It's the things that we're I don't even know if we want to say more related to or relatable to that character, but I think we're always looking for that strong aspect of the character of a woman. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely wanted to use this series to explore femininity in a number of different ways. So mm -hmm. you talked a little bit about the second book. The second book is written from the perspective of another character, but again, another female character. So That's I guess excellent. I just, I usually write women. So, well, I think that's wonderful. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And how can our listeners get a copy of their of your book? Because I want to talk. I want you to tell us what your social media handles are, but and where can they sure. purchase these books? Yeah. So right now you can purchase a copy on Amazon. You could also purchase it from Target.com, BarnesandNoble.com. Um, I believe that might be it. Yes, I think those three sources are are the three places that you can purchase it now. Honestly, I have people reach out all the time and ask which one's best. All three are equal to me. They're all um, 
equally profitable. I don't make a lot of money off of this book, but what I really do care about is people reading it. Um, and speaking of social media, I'm always happy to hear people's feedback. Um, as an emerging author, especially, I love to connect with people who loved it, people who have suggestions, people who want to hear a different character's perspective. And my social media handle is Alexandra underscore B-O-S boss. Perfect. And I noticed that you were on Goodreads. I yes. love Goodreads. I actually started following you on there because I'm, I have a Goodreads account also. <laughs> and yes. I think this is a great thing. You know, I just want to do a shout out to our listeners because as an author, it is so important to have reviews. And uh, reviews are a great place to post on Goodreads. So tell us about that. How do you use that? Do you connect with a lot of your people on Goodreads? Um, it's funny you should say that because I every once in a blue moon, I do go and read my Goodreads reviews. Um, and it's been within the last six months or so that I've started seeing people that I have no idea who they are on there. And that was a huge milestone for me, right? Because for a long time, for like the first three, six months, I was asking my friends, my family to go on and, hey, could you review this? Hey, could you review this? And, you know, 15 people did. And so now there's more like 45 reviews for my book. And I know that the majority of them now are actual reviews. Um, <laughs> one of my, I love it. my favorite reviews was that it did not have any weird book smell to it. I was like, okay, well, what a <laughs> strange thing to say. Yeah. No weird book smell. I was like, okay, I don't have no control over the smell, but I'm glad that it did not offend. <laughs> um, and then actually this is weird, but like one of my biggest milestones was my first negative review because you know that like your grandma and your aunt are not going on there and giving you a negative review. It's the people who believe that you're like a real author that are like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. slam this a little bit. And so I was like, okay, once I get slammed, then I'm a real author. So that was a huge milestone for me. That is fantastic. And I love that you take yeah. it that way because sometimes it's hard, you know, when people oh, don't 100%. like what you're writing, they're like, and you're yeah. like, should I be offended? I'm like, no, that's just great. <laughs> no, it, it's just, you know, some haters are not popping, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Any publicity is good publicity, right? Oh, that's awesome. Well, Alex, I have had a blast chatting with you. I know you have to run here. I would love to have you back on the Divas That Care because I would love to talk not just about your books, but about, I think, life. I think that you have a lot yeah. of information that would probably inspire a lot of our listeners. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, I'd love to come back. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it has been my pleasure. So I just can, if you don't mind, if there is a last minute tip, something that you can share with mm -hmm. our listeners to maybe inspire them up the upcoming author out there or somebody that's trying to balance their creative life with their full time profession, what would it be? Yeah, I think one of my favorite things to remind myself is that discipline, curiosity and gratitude will take you a million times further than luck ever will. And so you can't just wait to be discovered. Um, you can't sit around and, and wait to become famous, um, but cultivating those three skills um, and practicing them consistently, I think is not only how to develop a life of meaning, but how to become really successful in your chosen field. I love that. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah, of course. Well, we'll definitely have to do this again. So thank you so much for being my guest today. Of course. Yeah. Have a good rest of your day. And thank you again for having me. You're so welcome. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm going to be posting all of Alex's social media on our links here. Make sure you share it, you like, and you comment. It helps out our guests when you're able to do that. And go check her out on Goodreads. Check out this amazing book. 
and support her in any way you can. Thank you so much, Alex. Thank you to all of our listeners. And remember to do something kind. Until next time, everyone. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.